Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today. And as always, I do not bring you good news. This is not a good news channel. It is about finance and economics and warnings that you need to be prepared for and aware of so that you can actually make sure you don't get caught out by these things. Now, one of the things I wanna bring your attention to today is something you'll already be aware of, and that's why we're gonna talk about a lot of different things. But one of the main things is the debt ceiling. Now, I wanna tell you why this time could be different. And I wanna go into that in today's video because this really could create a cascade effect and this could be global. You've gotta remember that the US dollar is the world reserve currency. A lot of people seem to forget that. And of course, the dollar is weaponized. If you've seen my videos before, you'll understand what I mean by that. And the majority of dollars that are in existence live outside of the USA, mainly in other countries. Central banks like Japan is the biggest bondholder. You have the UK, we are a large bondholder, and lots of other countries like that. So this debt ceiling issue is a major issue. And because we're seeing more and more polarization every single month that goes by, it seems as though you have two different species now of people living in the USA. And that is spreading, by the way, this polarization of left and right. It's spreading throughout a lot of Western countries. And that is why I believe we're seeing a lot more social problems because of this polarization. But I wanna really focus on this event which I think could cause, it could be absolutely catastrophic for the world if this occurs. But let's jump straight onto the shared screen here and go over this data. So let's begin with the story that everyone's been talking about over the last week. And this was around the debt ceiling. Janet Yellen warns of a constitutional crisis if Congress fails to act on the debt. Now, the thing that's important here is that it would call into question the federal government's credit worthiness. This is the key word, because if the US was downgraded, you would most likely see the S&P drop as well. In fact, I'm not sure if they'll cover it in these articles, but the last time this happened, it was quite a long way back now, I can't remember the exact year, but it was so bad that the S&P dropped a huge amount very, very quickly. And of course, everyone says that, well, if that happens again this time, there's loads of buyers just sat there that will scoop up all of these stocks in the S&P and the Dow and the NASDAQ and everything else if the markets do start dropping. I wouldn't be so sure this time around, and that's because there is less credit available. Remember, Credit is what drives markets, it's what drives asset prices. Why are we seeing this sort of stumbling block at the moment or a reduction, a very slight, but a reduction at the moment in many asset prices? It is because of this tightening cycle. So again, this is the basic premise of my course below in the description, <laughs> but the basic premise is that credit drives these markets and drives asset prices up and a tightening of credit actually drives asset prices down. Now there's other fundamental principles around that as well, but if you just remember that main concept, you should do pretty well. 
Yellen sounded the alarm over possible financial market consequences if the debt ceiling is not raised by early June. So what they are saying is by the 1st of June, the US government will default on their debt if the debt ceiling is not raised. Biden has asked Congress to raise the debt ceiling with no conditions. The Republican-led House wants to set some conditions around this, so that is mainly around spending cuts, because the debt ceiling currently is 31.4 trillion US dollars, which we can see here on the debt clock. It actually states the US national debt is over the 31.4 trillion at the moment, 31.7 trillion. But either way, time is running out. So I wouldn't be surprised if the 1st of June deadline is accurate here. But if you just look at the spending, this is just wild. It is out of control. You look at debt to GDP ratio here, 120%. Even in 2000, it was only 58%. 1980s, 34%. 1960s, 52%. I mean, this is staggering. And this is why I keep saying to you all that I don't see us getting out of this situation. I think eventually all fiat currencies will have to, oh, I've got two schools of thoughts on this. I think they will either have to all go to zero when the dollar goes to zero or when the dollar is reset onto a different form of currency, whether that be the central bank digital currency or something else. But my other school of thought is that maybe some of these other currencies, if they have enough gold, they can depeg from the dollar and they can begin to work heavily in their own currency backed by gold. You may see something like this occur within the BRICS nations. But this is why I said to you all yesterday, I am not holding any fiat currency in the bank. These are just numbers on a screen. And I also mentioned that that document I'm going through at the moment, the big government report that's just come out. Uh, I'm about four hours into it now. So I'm really hoping either I pull an all nighter tonight. Or I'm really hoping I can get it done over the weekend ready for you next week. But already that is dystopian in nature. I mean, say goodbye to all of our freedoms if that is passed in its current form alongside the Restrict Act, which by the way, it isn't just in the USA, the Restrict Act, which is to suppress freedom of speech and to govern the internet. This is all over the place. So for those of you, I know most of you are watching this video on YouTube, but there's also a lot of people watching this on alternative platforms. Well, if that act passes, it is, next, it is the next stepping stone towards censorship on all of these alternative platforms. I mean, this is how severe the situation is that we're in right now. And anything like this debt collapse or a debt default or anything like that could trigger this whole house of cards and just take the whole thing down. And this is one of the reasons I, I'm on, usually when it comes to debt ceiling, I always just laugh it off and say, they're gonna raise it. All of this is theatrics, they're just gonna raise it. But you know, this time there's a sort of 5% chance that I'm sort of holding there, that I think maybe something bad could happen because we're seeing a very different kind of people who are negotiating and, and arguing over this at the moment. And I wouldn't exactly say that they're, they're competent people. And if they really mess this up, this is gonna be absolute, it will, it will be, 
you could even see a complete collapse of everything starting to collapse. It wouldn't just be in the US, but it would be the financial systems globally. And I want to bring your attention to, to something on that in a moment because they do allude to it. But this is just insane. Debt per citizen is 90, almost $95,000 per taxpayer, almost a quarter of a million dollars. I mean, we could go through all of this, but it is, it's just unbelievable. This is a house of cards. Now, the latest was that Biden was preparing to meet yesterday on Tuesday with Kevin McCarthy. That meeting did actually take place, and we'll look at what actually was discussed there in a moment. But here we can see that currently the ceiling is equal to roughly 120% of the country's annual economic output. That, that is crazy. Would you ever lend to someone who is in that much debt? I mean, don't even look at it based on monetary because you'd say, well, no one could lend to that person. But as a percentage term, there's just no way you would ever lend to that person. There is just too much debt there. Now, this is what I find quite interesting. Yellen was actually calling, she's called a lot of CEOs to give them a warning about this. And that's why I say there's a lot of things that are slightly different this time around, which does have me, again, I'm giving it a 5% sort of worry factor here. Usually they just raise it and I expect that, but I don't know, she's warning executive CEOs of banks, financial sector, all these sort of organizations, I guess we can say, within the financial sector and the broader economy and helping them to prepare. Now, that is what I find is quite interesting about it this time around. But I wanna bring your attention to this statement here. Yellen, other economists and analysts have repeatedly warned that a default on US debt would result in millions of job losses while driving household payments on mortgages, auto loans, and credit cards higher. Well, they simply couldn't go much higher. People are already in a huge, huge amount of debt. And if we go over to Bloomberg here, I thought this was quite key. I've pulled it out of an article for you. Anxiety over a possible debt ceiling default has caused rates on short-dated bills to soar and contracts against a default over the next year to trade near a record. Now, Republicans say that they are not going to budge on this no matter what. They are saying that the administration needs to be res more responsible and cut spending. And I do agree with this. I think they do have to actually make some cuts and cut back on spending. You cannot just keep on spending into infinity because it is not fair on the next generation. You're just creating all of this debt for others to pay off. And I'll show you in a moment what's actually happening to the next generation or the next generations. It is very, very bad. But out of the meeting between Biden and McCarthy, uh, again, you've got to read into a lot of this. You don't know what's true. But McCarthy said that Biden wouldn't agree to anything. He just flat out refused and sat there and said that he wouldn't make any leeway on anything at all. He wouldn't cut any spending and he just wants the debt ceiling raised again. And McCarthy said that that's not responsible. So let's actually look at what's happening in the US right now. Credit card debt in the US hits all time high of $930 billion. Now, think about that for a moment. That is almost one trillion dollars of unsecured 
personal debt. And not only that, the delinquency rate is astronomical. Here's some facts then. Debt surpassed the 870 billion peak during the 2008 financial crisis. Well, you've also got to bear in mind inflation as well with this figure here. So although it is above it, with inflation, it's still not quite at that peak, but I do think we're going to get there and we're going to pass it very shortly. Card delinquency rates raised up to 5.32%. Young Americans 18 to 29 have a 76% higher rate than anyone else. And if we actually look at the breakdown by delinquency, 18 to 29 is 9.2%. 36%, 30 to 39.6%. Now, this isn't really a big surprise to see rates like this based on age group. You're always going to have younger people who are not as uh, wise, shall we say, and don't haven't learned the life lessons on responsibility and everything else at this point. And that's why we're probably seeing a higher delinquency rate. But you've also got to bear in mind media as well now. It isn't like when you, how it used to be where you would sit there with a family and watch your black and white TV back in the day before color TV. You had one channel that was your media source or a newspaper or a radio. Now someone's got that, that screen right there in their hand. And this is why you're getting these pockets of people and groups who are acting very unusual and different to other generations because they have got all of this social media and all these other influences. And a lot of it is not necessarily media, mainstream media-based influences. A lot of it could be other people and other groups. And when you get groups together, some of the groups that might be quite crazy, they get even more crazy. That's what happens when you bring together a group of crazy people. Now, add on top of this a disdain for older generations and media influences via advertising, and you have a recipe for disaster. In fact, if we just look at Gen Z, look at this statement, cost of living concerns leading 40% of Gen Z to work multiple jobs. That is what's happening now. And this is interesting when we look at the FRED data and we look at the personal savings rate here. And I just wanna talk you through this a moment because it is a little bit unusual with this spike here, and I want to just explain what happened. So this is the data from the Federal Reserve, and you can see from 1960 right the way through to about 1990, the savings rate was pretty consistent. There wasn't any major shocks. Now, it was only once we got into this sort of era, and we know what happened around this time with advertising and how everything started to change, especially around interest rates and demographics. In fact, if we get tighter in, what I want you to notice here is that the savings rate actually spiked during the lockdown period. There's no mystery as to why this happened. This was stimulus payments. They got paid into people's bank accounts and the savings rate increased. Then as people spent it, the savings rate dropped and then you had more stimulus. But what happened after that? People spent through it very quickly and we had a drop to 2.7% savings rate. Now you look all the way back, you have to go back a long way to get a 2.7%. In fact, there's only one record of it and that is July 2005. And we know what happened in this period leading up to what's called the Great Recession. So the current savings rate here 
at just under 5% is historically low, especially when you look at the savings rate versus how much people have on credit card debt. But this is what I wanna bring your attention to as well. If we look at how safe money is in the bank and, and what Americans feel about that money as well, uh, this was a survey that was done by Gallup. Americans worry about safety of money in banks. They were asked, how worried are you about the safety of money you have deposited in banks and other financial institutions? 19% said very worried. 29% said moderately worried. So if we take those two numbers alone, that is 48%. So Americans are starting to wake up now to see what is going on. And this is even with all the Fed backstopping and everything else on, on bank accounts. 48% of people are now starting to wake up and realize their money isn't safe. You've still got 50% here. In fact, there's 2% missing from somewhere, but, but either way, you've still got 50% here who are fast asleep and just have no idea what is going on, but they will find out the hard way. But even in the US, there's all sorts of things going on at the moment. The Hoover Institute just put this out. California just defaulted on $18.5 billion in debt and they're leaving state businesses holding the bag. And is this really much of a surprise when you see that California is imploding? That's why my wife and I gone out of there as, as well as her family because the state really is imploding. And I just saw this article come out a couple of days ago, which is about this new two mile long vehicle encampment in California. Now, again, this isn't really a massive surprise because the last time I was in LA, I saw much more than, than this as many of you who live in the region have seen as well. But getting back to the, the main premise of this video then, all around this debt ceiling and the debt levels and everything else, the USA is in big, big trouble. And it's amazing to me that so many people can't see it yet, or they, they still can't see it. It's unbelievable. You've got encampment cities of homeless people. And again, I wanna be clear on this. Some people say, oh, all these homeless people are criminals and things like that. They're not. You've got people who many of them may have addictions and things like that, but there's a lot of them as well who simply just cannot afford to live in the USA anymore. The cost of living has gone up to such high levels. They can't afford housing and cars and fuel and food and everything else. And that is why there's a lot of people on the street and these encampments are growing into almost like cities uh, now. So the US has got a big, big problem on their hands. You've got this wealth divide, which is growing as well. And now we've got this issue with the debt ceiling. And even if they raise the debt ceiling, you, you're just kicking the can down the road. If they let it default now, you're gonna have a massive collapse. It could go global and have massive effects globally. If you kick the can down the road, you're just making the, the bubble bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually it's gonna burst and there's just no way out of this. So make sure you are positioned very carefully so that if something does start to crack, that you're not gonna be running for those asset classes when it's too late. As always, thank you for being a subscriber here and watching today's video. Really appreciate you. Take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.